As I'm sure we all know, 1967 was the kaiju boom. In that year, the five major movie studios in Japan all produced at least one kaiju eiga, kaiju film, three of which we've covered already. Toho, of course, had Son of Godzilla, um, the co-star of the last episode, while Dei put out Gamera vs. Geos, a film that split opinion on this podcast, but remains a steadfast favourite of friend of the podcast and former guest, Ben, whose birthday it is today on day of recording, so happy birthday, Ben. Meanwhile... Shiku had the utterly fabulous The X from Outer Space, thanks to Jack Davenport for bringing us that slice of madness. Toho had another film, King Kong Escapes, which we should have covered already. Um, sorry, because one of the monsters in this film and I forgot about it. Meanwhile, Toei put out The Magic Serpent, and finally Nikatsu had the totally amazing sounding monster from the prehistoric planet. Excited for that one. But maybe this was the final hurrah for the golden age of kaiju. In the last episode, we already covered how television was taking over. After 1967, kaiju weren't as big cinematic business. And in 1968, they produced, well, Toho at least, produced what seemed like the final hurrah for Godzilla. Of course, it wasn't. Godzilla would return again and again and again and again. But after having already announced Destroy All Monsters, Toho announced a further 30 feature films coming for the year, and none of them were kaiju films. There were some monster movies of the Universal variant. This by itself very much suggested that the specifically Japanese take on the genre had had its time, at Toho at least. But they had plans, big plans, for one last big one. You may remember the Marvel claim about Endgame or Infinity War or whichever one it was, how it was the most ambitious crossover event of all time? Well, I raise you, destroy all monsters. Now, the actual pitch to Honda from the studio, and I am quoting here from an interview given by Honda in the 90s. This is the pitch, simple and brilliant. Show all the monsters. And show all the monsters they did. 11 of them, 11 sharing the screen. At least one of them only ever leaping in the background, but still there. That's right, 11. And I am going to make Calvin list off all 11 from memory at the start of the episode and what film they originally came from. So no pressure, Cal. Um, but how do you show all the monsters? This film was written by Honda and Kimura, the kaiju writer we've mentioned before, that was known as the more serious or political one, as opposed to Sekizawa. Kimura was behind Rodan, The Mysterians, Frankenstein Conquers the World, and would go on to take partial writing duties on Versus Hedera, Versus Gigan, Versus Megalon, under pseudonyms, which is also true of Destroy Monsters. Together, Honda and Kimura worked out a reason to show all the monsters. They thought they couldn't just throw them in at random, so they came up with a reason for them to be together. This leads to the film's charmingly bizarre opening where it announces the existence of a moon base and of a monster island, a genuine penal colony for Gaiju. They originally wanted to be more aquatic, but budgets. But the bizarre conceit does get all the monsters in one place, even if we have apparently both clearly established a shared universe between these films, while also skipping out the most important step in that universe's history. So these kaiju films are about dealing with singular kaiju, um, occasionally a couple of them. At some point, we managed to overcome the threat of kaiju 11 times and managed to transport them and imprison them 
but let's not care about that. The movie doesn't, certainly. To return to the budget, it was a bigger budget than before, but it still was stretched a bit far by the sheer amount of monsters. This leads to some stock footage and recycled costumes, though dare I say the recycled costumes is part of the undeniable charm. It is the monsters you know dragged out again in an aesthetic that reflects this. On the technical side, we somewhat have an end of the Honda and Tsuburaya pairing, though Tsuburaya retains a credit as a supervisor. We have his protege, Sadamasa Arakawa, in the role of special effects director. Yes, yes, Arakawa was in this role for Abira and Son of Godzilla, but he wasn't credited as such. Now he gets the job and the title. His impact is noticeable, made more so by the return of Honda. Previously, it's hard to note what's the new guy. And what's the other new guy, Fukuda, for example? Now we can note how Arakawa favours a higher perspective, filming his effects from a Godzilla eye view, and how he prefers the wire-operated monsters, with Ghidorah, Mothra, Rodan, Kamunga, I hope taking notes, Cal, in the final battle, and the wonderful Manda, perfectly puppeted earlier on. The film works very well. It's basically just Astro Monster again but with more monsters and more scale. Aliens invade by using the kaiju and have to wrestle their control back. The aliens even unleash Ghidorah again as their final weapon, apart from a strange conclusion involving a fire dragon that's actually an easily thwarted flying saucer. There's a bit more going on, though. It may not be apparent from just watching it. To truly appreciate Destroyer Monsters, we have to consider the known politics of Honda and of Kimura, and to position it in its historical context. Now, history lesson time. The film arrives at a time of growing anti-war sentiment in Japan and greater fear of nuclear weaponry. Protests against America's involvement in Vietnam were widespread in Japan at this time, as were calls to dissolve the US-Japan Security Pact. Now, there were also fears that Washington would keep nuclear forces on Okinawa beyond the plan returned to Japanese control in 1972. This film reflects that backdrop. One of the first major events is the kaiju attacking specific cities. Each city represents one of the nuclear states at the time, Paris, London, Beijing, and Moscow. That means one major exception. We'll get to that. The kaiju are there controlled by aliens and therefore creates a cogent metaphor on the impact of having nuclear weapons. Kaiju will always be linked to the nuclear and having them suddenly be turned against nuclear states articulates the belief that the possession of nuclear weapons creates the nuclear threat. Of course, the exception is the US. Washington should be attacked. But New York is instead. Part of this is cinematic power. Seeing Godzilla make it to the United States of America for the first and only time in a Honda movie, it's pretty awe-inspiring. And a pointed message for the language of cinema about the reality of Japan and America's relationship. Gone are the attempts to court American business interests. Gone are the Hollywood actors. But ironically, this film had perhaps the biggest success of any classic kaiju film in the overseas market. New York is chosen because of the UN. Another interesting symbolic moment. Another political wrinkle is the location of Monster Island. It is located at the Ogasawara Islands, which were seized by the US after the war and returned in 1968. The location therefore functions as one of many symbols of US hegemony and cultural imperialism in the film, and is representative of a changing relationship, as well as wider anti-war politics. These stances are ultimately overtaken by what becomes just a darn fun kaiju movie, but these politicized aspects do cement Destroyer Monster's status as one of the certified kaiju classics. Oh, and we're also covering the 2019 American blockbuster Godzilla King of the Monsters in this episode, and that's a film. Let's get on with the show. 
Welcome back to Naming the Monsters. Um, yes. Very uh, difficult task you've put ahead for me. 11. I don't I think mean, I again, know all of them. Let's start with do, that. Well, you, actually, you don't know one of them. That's my fault. I said we we're going to get prepared in time, and I forgot there's one we don't know. So, okay. There's potentially um, one I don't know or one that I wouldn't know if I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one that's just a dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> um, they're all just find... dinosaurs, really. Uh, no, they're not. They're, they're well, I was speaking to, that. obviously, in, in an alternate universe that I would never admit to, I maybe spend some time working as a teacher. Mm. And I was speaking to a, a class today about Godzilla, because one does randomly. I was explaining the um, origin of what Mechagodzilla was and the different Mechagodzillas and the different theories behind that, which led to the question of, like, what is Godzilla? And I say, well, you know, there are many films that postulate what Godzilla is, and some films claim it's a dinosaur, and my theory is always just Godzilla is a Godzilla. We'll get to the later film that claims it's a mutated dinosaur. I don't like that movie. Um, okay. We'll get to that. So this is so, uh, to begin with, um, we have Godzilla, of course, which is uh, yes. uh, from the off. movie uh, King of the Monsters 2019. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. He is from. We have Godzilla from Godzilla. <laughs> and we have a. Rodan, I, I know Rodan. We've met Rodan a few times. Mm, so um, far, your listing is exactly the same as the internet list that I'm looking at. Hmm, interesting. Um, let me pull up the internet list again. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Godzilla, uh, Rodan from Rodan. We have Manila, who we just met last episode. Yes, we do. Minya, my boy. He waves at the end. Uh, we have awesome. Mothra, of course. Mothra do has Mothra. been a, a favorite. A dad favorite of mine. Um, still in squirty form, still people yeah. Mothra. It's, it's amazing that all the Mothra comebacks have been, well, the, the one big Mothra comeback has been like big winged Mothra. And we'll talk about the rest of this podcast, um, the second half. But Mothra spends most of the classic movies just as a little like slug. We have <laughs> uh, 90% slug. We have Baragon. I like, I like Baragon yes, more than you. From... I, I know that. Uh, from Baragon versus no. Godzilla. Yes. Mm-mm. But that movie's also called because uh, it's not no 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 not Godzilla the rainbow monster no no you're thinking of Barugon oh Barugon's okay. from Gamera you're thinking of Gamera uh, yeah okay I have no idea then Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. yes Frankenstein. yes yes he, it's right. Frankenstein versus Barugon um, um, we also have Frankenstein in the movie no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it I'll take it um, uh, who else do I do I know anyone else uh, I'll, did I'll, I say Ghidorah you didn't say Ghidorah. Yes, okay. we got Ghidorah. Um, we have all right. We have Spiny Boy, Spiny Boy, our Spiny friend. Who's the Spiny friend? I feel like we got through the ones that I know very well um, no, already. We, 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 Angiris, you know Angiris. Angiris, okay. Oh, yeah. You know him. He exists to be beaten up. That's his job. He exists to be beaten up by other monsters to go. This is a big deal. I wouldn't um, say I know him by name yet. Um, I, I'm annoyed that, I mean, well, you know, you, we watch Godzilla Raids again. You know, yeah. you, you've notified the key issue of it, that it sucks. Um, and the you missed out two. You missed out two of my best boys. You missed out Manda. Oh, Manda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manda okay. from? From uh, um, Manda. The, the K19 news. Widowmaker, yeah, from Atragon. Yeah. Uh, Atragon the Widowmaker. And Varen, you missed out Varen from Varen. Varen. <laughs> uh, very hard uh, list. Uh, it's Varen is basically not in this movie. He appears in the background twice in the jump thing, enough for me to go, is that Varen? And I don't know if I noticed nothing. him in the movie. I don't <laughs> think I I don't think I had a Varen recognition. He's only in the back of the frame. He does that like leapy jump that he does. Like Varen from Varen. Okay, um, now it's time all, to are, name uh, all the monsters are, from... Uh, 
God, there are two more. Wait, there's there two, two more? more. Okay. There's two more. I, there I know was... there's so okay. many. Um, there is Kamunga, who is the spider, the big spider anime. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, him. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. his name, but I do like him. Yeah, quite yeah, a yeah. Bit. we've seen him before. We've seen yeah. him before. Very um, fond we of like him. him. He's great. Um, big, big, big fan. Um, and again, that goes back to Arakawa's effects, like in the like in the um the wires and the pulleys. And finally we have Gurosaurus, who is, yeah, we should have done I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah, neither do I. It's um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> from King Kong Escapes. I don't okay. know who he is. They're like Gurosaurus is attacking a town. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Um, now it's time to name uh, all three from uh, King of the Monsters, which I've got on lock. Um Larry, Moe, and Curly. <laughs> It's a joke for you, King of the Monsters fans. Yeah. Uh, are there fans? So uh, you think there's yeah, fans? Um, yeah. Hey, Diego, if you're listening, I don't get it, mate. I'm sorry. I don't get it. I, I don't know why there would be fans, but uh, I guess people, uh, I, they're, they're bound to be fans of anything, like on the internet. Like, you look at a movie and there's mm. always a fan. There's something. also bound to be a type of fan that just loves Godzilla and, like, uncritically loves it to an extent and just loves seeing it big on the big screen and like mm-hmm. i'm the godzilla fan that goes but it's not my godzilla which is probably it's only lisa's nonsense they'll be they're like you know the screen is big the monsters go burr to quote our good friend vaughn um etc etc i know he didn't coin that but he says it a lot um, uh, i think he might so. have coined it oh cool he's, he's yeah. good at coinage the yeah. gold standard we call him in the server <laughs> he, he does like to coin um he does an enjoyer of all things, enthusiast of all things. Yes, um, especially so, big screens and uh, big monsters ooh. on them. I could see um, it just being like a theater specific movie, like one that only existed to come out and and yeah. please people for two hours on a large screen, and then oh, it should have like gone away forever. But that's where I saw it last time, and I hated it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if I did, but uh, I I didn't like it either time. Yeah, um, it's bad, and you know we'll get to it. But also, it turns out watching forty Godzilla movies in between that and then has made me like it even less. Which who'd have thunk it? Um, so, um, Destroyer Monsters, which I love. This is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite Godzilla movies. It is absolute top tier for me. I like. I feel like King of the Monsters. Why I chose it is it's it's chasing this. It wants to be this. This is a perennial classic. This is the one that gets shown to non Godzilla fans. This is the one you pull out. You watch Godzilla fifty four, then you go, all right, King of the Monsters. And then if they are freak, you watch Hedera. You know what I'm saying? You're like, ah, put that Hedera in. Yeah. But, and and if they're real cool, you put Son of Godzilla and you go, yeah. Um, but <laughs> even. Even this movie, like the title card rules, like it appears on its back and it like angles up and you've got the amazing music. Oh, it's so great. And then it's just like, bam, with a base on the moon. You're like, we do rolling with it. Fantastic. Bam. There's a monster island now run by the UN. Fair enough. There's Fishland. We don't really talk about Fishland. Fishland exists. Don't really know what it's doing. And then there's Monsterland. And then it's like, Godzilla's there. Rodan's there. Anguirus is there. Mothra's there. Gorosaurus is there. And I'm like, oh, who is Gorosaurus? I don't really know. And they've got containment systems, but monster that's basically just different colored smoke you've got godzilla smoke you've got rodan smoke you've got mothra smoke it rules and then rodan tries to flare away and there's a magnetic shield none of it makes any sense but all the puppets look great and i'm loving it oh it is what it is the thing that i expressed an affection and interest in last episode i think was the Mm. uh interest in uh uh monster island um of some yes i know i did tell you i did Uh, say which in my imagination is what I would have devised for this sequel also. So imagine if the next movie had Monster Island again, but it was a completely different Monster Island that was not narratively connected to this at all. I'd be okay. I I don't need a narrative connection. It's just a different Monster Island with different monsters on it. I think I'm okay with that. Uh, Not not these monsters you're saying? Um, 
I'm sure Godzilla's on that one. Um, oh, well, the, 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 they put a new monster on it. A okay. new monster. A new monster. A brand new monster. Maybe the worst monster in, in these Godzilla movies. Um, we'll oh, get no. to that. Oh, the next okay. movie is so bad. I know that Ben likes it. Hi, Ben. Love you. Um, but the next movie is absolute trash. It's the, um, pro, the, pro, the pro bullying Godzilla clip show that we've all been waiting for. Oh, great. Um, this movie also, uh, no real plot for me. Um, I know there is a plot. I know there's <laughs> there is a, a story. Plot. It's the plot of Astro Monster. It's the same plot again. There's a story, but I don't Relax. think there's like a... Uh, these movies are like diametrically opposite in that one is all plot and the other mm. one's like, oh, look, fantastic special effects, like the best suits mm. and creature effects that we've ever seen in the series. Yeah. And then this other one's like, uh, what if it's all CG? <laughs> and and uh, I, I agree, like having a growing affection of like watching 40 of these movies and then going into here, it's like, a man, I really miss my my suit creatures. I, I've grown so the fond suits. of yeah, men in mm-hmm. suits that I... Uh, and the puppets. We love the yeah. puppets. I like that Arakar likes the puppets. I love the way that Manda moves. I like the way that Kamunga moves. Like they're really, really interesting. They have a range of movement the others don't. That bit when Manda is snaking around the elevated rail and just crushes it just looks amazing. There are some shots in this movie that I was watching King of the Monsters being like, nothing in this film looks as good as. This is one scene when they're in Tokyo and it's just in the same shot, one monster in the foreground wrecking stuff, one monster in the background wrecking stuff, and then like Rodan flies overhead. And that's actually incredible. Like they've got like these sequences all set up. You know that bit in Roma when like they're doing all the exercises like off in the distance, and they're yeah. capturing that in the foreground. It's like that, but a kaiju film of like the just the dexterity of filmmaking. And like in King of the Monsters, they wouldn't even show you a monster without putting mm. a waterfall or a window or a plane in front of it. Yeah, there's so much obfuscation for the CG to work. Like it it's all like here's video game covers too. Like here's yeah. uh, be hit with some orange and blue like uh, explosive effects. And that's uh, the worst color grading I've seen in a movie for a long time. I know I I can't stand the video gamey color grading of it all. Like it doesn't even look as good as a video game. It looks like no. as good as like a 2011 video game cover or something. It's like yeah, box yeah, yeah. art. Uh, terrible. But- yeah, to, to jump, I want to jump around between because I think these films work very nice by comparison. It's like one elevates the other and one just sucks. Um, but as I said in the server as I was watching it, um, King of the Monsters is like watching Carol, but a kaiju movie. Do you remember in Todd Haynes' Carol? How <laughs> I didn't see you say this. <laughs> it's, like it's, it's the Todd Haynes' Carol of kaiju film. Because like very purposely, because it's like a Hopper painting, like um, Carol is always behind things and obscured through things. They're like, yeah. what if we always obscured the kaiju? And it's so goddamn annoying because like, the only appeal of this movie is you see the big monsters go burr for the first time you're like whoa that's Mothra now with all the power of CG that's Ghidorah full about CG Ghidorah appears in a blizzard for no reason we zoom in on Godzilla and a plane just gets in the way Mothra so, awakens behind a waterfall yeah I, I guess my only admission is the Mothra thing was kind of cool like I I just like muttered under my breath fuck yeah and then I took a nap <sighs> I want to see the Mothra. I, I know, I know. I, I just hurts muttered, voice. I want to see the Mothra. I muttered fuck yeah, and then I, I took like a 30-minute nap and uh, yeah. didn't and the, care the about the rest of the movie. comes on at that point, and it, and it rules. you got the little Mothra. The music we're talking about earlier in the film is quite good because it plays with the original things um, very, very nicely. But I was also thinking about the destruction scenes in King of the Monsters. Of like It's just like nothing really gets destroyed apart from things just like just yeah. dissolve. Yeah. Just like... It's been There's one point where it just pans apart across apocalyptic. Um, oh God, what even city is it at the end? Is it Boston? I think it's Boston at the end. I the think the that's Red the Sox, city they're it? dealing with. Yeah, yeah, it is the Red yeah. Sox. That's yeah, right. so they they just 
goes across Boston. And you compare that to the bit at the beginning of Destroy Monsters, where it's just this lovely montage of monsters attacking cities, which is so great. Um, You've got Rodan just blowing up Moscow. You've got the Arc de Triomphe, and then Dude Who I Don't Know just appears and breaks it down, and it falls down awesomely. You've got Mothra chilling in Beijing. You've got Manda in London, (laughs) which is great. And then you've got my favourite Kanye song, Baragon in Paris. Um, (laughs) And it's just the world's greatest news report ever. It's just they go through, bam, bam, bam. Oh, I love it. The Boston uh, baseball field, which I've been to, and I've, yeah. I've sat right behind it, uh, Fenway Field, they have the big green monster. So uh, that's oh. thematically important to the baseball field itself. Uh, so ah. uh, one point for, for trying something. Okay. But uh, right. uh, yeah, I like, I much prefer, as you say, the Destroy All Monsters effect of uh, let's just uh, fuck up multiple places. Uh, it had been so a while great. since we had seen like proper like mm. city destruction in one of these. Um, it felt like we had taken a break and we had been in like islands. We saw some shit where they're like in forests or uh, just yeah. seemed like deserted areas. Uh, Which this does end with, but I think it ends well with because you want to yeah. have that like the big fight outside of. And they taught, I was reading about like the budgetary reasons is that that's filmed just below Mount Fuji and like big planes. They've got the room for it because they just couldn't afford to make the models anymore. Like they're just like, just, yeah. just so much money was spent on this goddamn movie. I can see it. They did I- not want to spend money on it. I think you're right. It's a bit in Tokyo with like the elevated monorail and as he breaks like through it or whatever, that's That's just the the best destruction yet. Oh, and Mothra bursts out as well. You're like, bam, Mothra's here. You're like, yeah, Mothra's here. Hell yeah. It's not even Avengers. I want to say it's like the Super Smash Bros of the uh, Mm. uh, Godzilla universe. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little cooler than Avengers is. Um, oh yeah, totally. And it's—I I think that's a great comparison to Smash Bros. Because like, there's a, just the joy of seeing these people with their like disparate yeah. kind of almost linked art styles that work enough just to work together. But also the fact that Varan just jumps twice in the background is so hilarious. To me. <laughs> like, because yeah. we said when watching Varan that he seems like he has some potential. But this movie ain't it, and they're still just like. I don't really get it. I guess he's like Godzilla, but he jumps. I don't know. He can, he can jump twice. Like, yeah, he'll jump twice. Um, he's like a Smash Brothers trophy for this movie. Yes. <laughs> he's the Waluigi. Um, so, yeah. You've got, I like the spaceship in this movie a lot. I think the spaceship looks too. really cool. I like the way it moves around. I do like the concurrent storylines of like the space stuff going on. It just, this feels propulsive in a way I really enjoy. Of like it's got your spy thrills and it's got a few really good action scenes of like dudes shooting guns at each other like it's just got an energy to it and you're right there isn't really much plot this is what astro monster should be it's just go 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 yeah, go yeah. and the kill acts are there and who really cares and like they're taking over people and whatever <laughs> and they unleash a gitara because of course they do because it's one of these movies and there's a thing in space uh the spaceship oh space intrigue i love the space intrigue i always I like the, that I always like the pulpy sci-fi outfits they have on. Yeah. And I love all the primary colors when they go into like uh, sci-fi in this series in particular. Uh, there's, uh, as you say, there's a few minutes of the spy stuff, which I almost wish for more of because uh, it's so yeah. good when it's there. Um, so you've got these, these, you've got some space intrigue. You've got remote control monsters again, just like Astro Monster. Yeah. This one's really weird about the remote control monsters. It has like a horrible through line where like it's, it, it doesn't really work because at this point in the series, as we know to like Honda's dismay is we have personified Godzilla. Godzilla is a character, um, which to link to King of the Monsters, they're not characters in that film, which is a problem to me. Um, I have the same problem with King of the Monsters that I do with the Roland Emmerich Godzilla, which is Zero Monsters is a film about monsters destroying. And King of the Monsters and Roland Emmerich's Godzilla is about people that get attacked by a threat that just happens to be 
monsters from those yeah. films that you know they it, they're just disaster movies with cuts and paste like the tornado is now Rodan and like I, I don't really care about that it happens to people as opposed to being about the monsters which is a problem to me um whereas this movie all monsters all the time and it rules and the monsters matter quite a bit they, they really the, matter yeah they're the only thing that might matter <laughs> but they're personified to the extent of this previous ones that when you realize they're winning now by mind controlling the monsters, there is a bit of being like, there's a weirdness to that there. I think they should have found a, a narrative reason to when shaken off of the mind control, that they wanted to fight. But then you're dealing with the fact that we are prisoning, like they, they had yeah. to get it to work to get them all in one place. And then they don't make a movie based on that. <laughs> and they're like, it works. Different movie. You're like, eh, I think mm. you've identified m- most of my problem with it. I just wish yeah. there were more of a through line, more of a connective tissue. And I guess it's a lot to balance. Uh, you'd be overwhelmed mm. anyway. They're handling 11 different storylines then if they have to find motivations for each one. And it, motivation shouldn't matter. I mean, get them on an island somehow. And maybe you don't have to explain it to me. <laughs> maybe I'll yeah. be okay. Um, yeah, I, I love that it doesn't even try. It's just like, bam, on the moon bam, we have a, an island now. And you've got that guy that just jumps out of window for no real reason. There's mm-hmm. a shootout. And very like... strange. I wasn't expecting like that full <laughs> impact when he like fell to the ground. I, I thought it would just cut and, and he was like yeah. flying at the window. But yeah, it shows him like a, a plop into the ground. <laughs> then it's brown jackets versus black jackets. And there's normal guns versus space guns. And the Killat guys look like people from Men in Black. And I'm like, was Men in Black like really influenced by Destroyer Monsters? And then he gets even so. more Men in Black because like a character appears like weirdly. It's like the beginning of Creep Show as well. Was it the second story in Creep Show? The Stephen King, the Stephen King cameo in Creep Show. Um, and then oh, it's just we've got maps, we've got all kinds of things. I I have in my notes here, which is very telling of, of what you say. I feel like I like this movie more than it deserves. Its concept does outrank its execution for sure. And that, that is true. Like yeah. the concept of all the monsters is so fun. It was all fun that I so forgive that it's kind of a total mess. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not put together at all. It's, uh, it's, mm, it's no. kind of, uh, I mean, it's hard to say because it's also formally, you could look at like Honda's shooting on it. And even when it's like the humans, you see like the depth of focus and yeah. people existing on multiple layers. And, uh, um, that's kind of played into the whole movie. So there is like a cohesive, like aesthetic working there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't feel the movie's the same way. Like it, it doesn't come together. For no. Me. Um, but when all the monsters break out in Tokyo and it's just, it's such a great cathartic genre moment of we're so used to Godzilla versus Tokyo. And that that's the thing. And then when Godzilla's back in Tokyo, he's like, oh yes, classic rematch time. It's a, it has a real energy to it. And just the way that he moves is like, it brings him back his majesty for a bit. It's a great shot of him just walking in the smoke and missiles. You've got those weird satellite trucks that are back. And you're like, yay, those weird satellite trucks that I never got what they are. <laughs> and everyone's just walking and smashing. And like the focus of him marched, like marching along there's great shots of his feet just stamping down and then it cuts to monitors watching the destruction it really knows how to articulate the aesthetics of destruction in a way that king of the monsters has no idea what to do because like when Ghidorah is like attacking godzilla just keeps cutting down to oh that guy i don't like from that gift that you sent me is running away and i'm like i really hate you and then stranger things go um, yeah that's his name i hate him you do oh i hate him i what else is what else have i seen of him he's terrible in this I like Friday Night Lights and that's it. The TV I've show. I've not seen so, that. Um, I don't know what else. Uh, I don't have any other uh, things to say about he's, him. He's so bad. He has the worst moment in the movie by far. Like the worst moment in the movie by far, which stuck out to me from the first time I watched it, is there's a bit, right, where um, 
they're trying to explain the the science of something i forget what i've got the exact note because i think it's even like more ironic than i remembered it being um but i may have even just like deleted my notes out of anger uh, <laughs> yeah open them up again there's a uh, in my filing system open it up like a fortune cookie and... oh god you will get we'll get to my 25 minute soapbox about the conflation of two characters from an original movie. I have so many new complaints now that I didn't have, and I didn't know Godzilla as well. Um, but basically there's the most horrendous mansplain scene where the scientist, the female scientist has an actual explanation about something and about why it's that way. And she starts talking and then he just walks in and just, he's not an expert. And there's nothing just talks directly over her and explains, yeah. I hate you so much. Yeah. Ooh, I hate this movie. It's a stupid movie. Um, I I wish it didn't have defenders. Um, there are people on my letterbox who like it, and I don't like them anymore. So. Yeah, yeah. And then you, just, you compare the nonsense that actually does look rubbery because it's bad CG. You compare the bad CG floppy nonsense at the end to the real impact of the final battle in Destroy Monsters, um, which is we just walk towards Bam. Ghidorah, let's fight Ghidorah. And it's just everyone just and wrecking Ghidorah. Really, I like to have monsters in one shot together. There's a lot of like, mm. oh, this monster's just like towering over a city or a people. I like to I like to see the monsters really brawling. And uh, I like to see 11 monsters too. I, um, the more monsters, the merrier, as we always say on this program. Mm, but, the more uh, the merrier. Yeah, but when you're fit them into the same shot and i like all their battle scenes that that like context where you could follow the action and see where uh the movement's going like i want to be able to track the environment and how they're fighting and what they're destroying and i never have like a progressive sense of how the battle's going uh for each of them and uh why they're fighting especially no, but I do like that we first clear out like the C tier monsters. Like Ghidorah just like clears out like all right, here's the bottom ranking. Like it's like a tier list working through. Obviously, Angiros gets wrecked because that's what Angiros is there to do. And like your Kamungas and your whatever, who really cares? Bam! They get this like dude that no one knows whose name was. I don't even think he turns up. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, mate, even here, no. Varen jumps once in the background. I'm like, oh, Varen's here. Hi. Um, so and then my favorite thing though is the first person to like answer the call of let's go fight Ghidorah, Minya. Yeah. Yeah, Minya. Yeah. Minya is pretty adorable and fights alongside Godzilla sometimes. Hey, really ends cute. it. They're yeah. all they're all pinning Gidera down and Minya does a little smoke ring that imprisons Gidera and like destroys him. You're like, really good. you can yeah. do that? Hardcore, Minya. I like you. So to our friends that would rather bully him, just watch out. He has uh, smoke rings. Yeah, He'll yeah, smoke he, your he, ass. So. Yeah. And then they're all just like biting down on things, and like yes. Gears is being brought into the sky and well, dropped down. That's it. They have like and, oh. they have like a greater physicality. Like they they feel like they're contacting each other and the things around them. Like they they feel a part of this mm. model world in a really satisfying way that King of the Monsters doesn't at all. Yeah, and they're like just wrecking that neck. That neck is getting just like beaten up and bloody. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite bits is as a commentator watching it for no real reason. And at one point he just like speaks and he holds out his mic to the fight <laughs> as if like pick up their noise. Oh, that's very funny. We've seen me. that a couple of times, maybe in a camera oh, or a previous movie. Uh, I love trying it to so record much. the fights, but uh, love yeah. it, love it so much. And then we back out to like the web, the web team. The web team just webbing him. Moffat just does the web thing, and now Kamungus also doing the web thing. And just webbing, mm-hmm. just webbing for the sake of it. Cool kids web. Um, yeah. 
And then they actually kill Ghidorah. And they're like, is Ghidorah actually dead? And you know that horrible thing that monsters do? Um, not uh, not the cool monsters, but bad monsters, where they kill beautiful, majestic animals um, yeah. and they pose with their corpses like it was them. And this, the image of Minya standing on the failed King Ghidorah is so that being like, yeah, I did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out my kill. Better right. than I am. Oh, I love it. Just so much satisfaction for, from watching them all in that space, and uh, it's it's also like a, um, I know the wrestling fans might like a Royal Rumble. Mm. It's also like one of these events where all the big wrestlers of that season come in, and and you have to you know settle who would stay in the ring. Yeah, no, it is that. That's a great way of putting it. And then you have the okay, Gitter is dead. And then you have a a new enemy, a flaming fire dragon. I'm watching this being like, crap, I don't remember. What monster is this? What Who's monster that? outranks Ghidorah? Who's the flaming fire dragon? Yeah. Oh, it's not. It's a, it's a just a UFO that gets destroyed. <laughs> yeah. That bit's Very stupid. That bit's undefensibly terrible. Um, but you do get one really cool bit, which I think um, King of the Monsters tries to kind of replicate by how do you announce Godzilla appears? And the underground lair, which apparently Godzilla knows where it is, which is great because Godzilla is a bright boy. Um, so they're like, oh no, the, the kill axe yeah. is still blah, blah, blah. And then you just hear from outside the the lair, just Godzilla's trademark roar. And you're like, yes. Well, first you have to enter the cave and then something in the way comes on by Nirvana and the bats start flying out of the rafters. And... I don't like that movie. <laughs> I don't like that movie. Maybe it's bad. Um, listen to the I'm Thinking of Spoiling Things podcast coming soon for a conversation about The Batman. The Looking Batman. forward to it. The Batman, where I just berate Vaughn for about an hour. That's <laughs> probably quite mean. <laughs> Looking already, forward to it more now. <laughs> if I already wasn't everyone's least favourite host on that podcast, I have firmly established my place as Vaughn's very nice and very chatty about it, and I'm it's, just being horrible. It's not like you haven't uh, launched harassment campaigns against him before. So, uh. That sounds way worse out of context. I'm not saying yes. it's great in context. Um, no, I mean, in context, it may be worse. I, I'm not sure. But... <laughs> people listen to this that don't know this no it's, it's being not that bad um i'm, I'm sure the podcast is bad but this isn't that bad yeah yeah but, thank yeah. you thank you yeah no, the podcast is great Vaughn's a, Vaughn's a nice person than i am um so yeah um announcing our beautiful beautiful godzilla at the end is fantastic and our last shot pretty much varon just jumping in the background like varon's still here hi varon nobody knows what to do with varon Oh, Destroy All Monsters. Oh, you rule so much. What a great movie. Give it all the Oscars, every Oscar. And the Oscar for the greatest movie of all time goes to Destroy All Monsters. So happy. Um, <laughs> I don't know about any of that, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I quite fun. liked it a lot. Um, I, I mean, I give it 7 out of 10, which is high ranking for me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll usually go with the uh, hard six on these and be like, yeah, yeah. that's a really good thing. That has like, some it's fun, but is it good? Uh, maybe not, whatever. And this is just like, yeah, it's good and fun, but flawed. Yeah, I usually don't know, though. I usually don't know if these are actually good movies. This one I know is a good movie, so there's yeah. that. And yeah, I, and because of my particular weakness, for me, it's just just great. I really, really love it. I see um, how it's doing everything you could want these to do. Yeah, and when doing the research around it, I was really satisfied by that, that that slight nuclear subtext I thought was actually really clever um, of the how can we do this. And yes, it only works within the release of the film. It doesn't work outside of that. But there's nothing that's great. Um, I, I foreshadowed this um, off, off air. 
I'm, I have a theory about these films. I want to float to us um, on these. The, these films, and I know that I'm being very culturally kind of like sweeping here, but to me are emblematic of a different approach to the um, blockbuster genre. And I'm not going to say American versus Japanese approach. I'm going to say the Hollywood approach as opposed to wider international cinema. Though I think to an extent you can see the way that Japan reflects its culture out into the world, I'm not saying it's reflective of the exact culture, is reflected in these Godzilla movies. They yeah. don't put out a point of view. Um, what fascinates me is, and I saw this in all of them, and it's especially true in the Emmerich one as well, of stakes in these films. So first of all, King of the Monsters feels the need to explain everything all the time as it is happening in a way that, I go back to that John Keats quote quite a lot. I use it in reviews quite frequently of the ideas that lovely, I can't remember what poem it's from, the idea of it like that there's this beautiful rainbow and once you can describe it, then you lose its power. That idea that you can rob majesty from something through like scientific exposition. And I feel that in this film of if a guy's taking me through what's going on, being like, this is the Yorker and that's the thing and that's the thing, I, I just don't care about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, what's interesting is how do the films get you to care? Um, and the Godzilla films have been like, the monsters have personality, even if it's not personhood or sentience, they have a presence and they attack institutions, they attack groups, they attacked symbols, they attack the land and the people. And that's how it's understood. The threat of Godzilla very much feels like a specific national threat. And it feels like a, kind of like a, a what a like a, just a philosophical threat as well um, in the yeah. first film, especially. And the American Godzilla does not feel like that. The American Godzilla is reflective for me of a thing I find with American blockbuster filmmaking, which is a very conservative viewpoint. And I mean that pejoratively. If you do not mean that pejoratively, then you may like this. Of It thinks the only way to care is in individualist frameworks of... I can see the argument of the film cares about people because it focuses on how Godzilla and the friends impact people but it doesn't really it thinks that you will only care if every character is family related or has an individual sob story so it turns everything into individualism like it's not about the people it's about well they've got an x-factor sob story so they matter now or they lost their brother to godzilla i'm like mate i don't like 30 hundred thousand people died to godzilla i'm sorry but what's going on and that ideological difference is so fascinating to me of one presumes that you have to highlight individualism to make you care about something. And one believes that you just have to show spectacle and institutions and groups. And for me, I think that's why one will never work and why one persistently works. So I guess that was my TED talk. Thank you very much. I'll be taking questions. That's great. Cause it is like the collective response in the uh, Japanese Godzilla is mm. so appealing to me uh, that it is always about collectives. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, why make it a familial issue? Why does it matter? Uh, American disaster stories are always conservative that way. They're always yeah. about what about the family? That what happens to a family in the case of a disaster? Well, it's very uh, much Reagan like Thatcher a, stuff, isn't it? Of like well, we must understand society through the family. That the family is society, and it's always a very kind of like homogenous, usually very heteronormative nuclear family. It's hilarious that Godzilla attacks the <laughs> nuclear family, but you know, since like Cuban Missile Crisis, or I guess you could say like Pearl Harbor, or like national view of like. What happens when we're attacked? Like, how do we respond as a family? And it is very individually focused. And we're so spread out that it's hard to feel communal in America in some sense. So it's so large that it is like, uh, what about our internal family? How do we take care of ourselves in the case of a disaster? 
Yeah, and I just just the movie. Or maybe there's a movie that actually like nails the familial. Um, and yeah. I think like, Cloverfield gets the closest to this. If you actually make characters that are characters that work and then get attacked by something, that'd be fascinating. But then Cloverfield just isn't a that good movie. So I think that gets closer to it in that way. So, but this is just, is this just not that and does just suck? My other, oh, this is the most pedantic thing I've complained about on this podcast yet. Um, Ken Watanabe is an amazing actor. Agreed. Yeah, yeah he's good. He's great. He's, he's great. He's, he's great in so many things. He rules. Um, this movie, why I hate it more than ever now, is this movie, um, the people that made this movie have seen the Godzilla films that I've seen. Like, there are specific references to Godzilla versus Destroyer at the end, and Destroyer is one of the best. I cannot wait for you to watch it, Calvin. I really Looking think you love Godzilla versus Destroyer. It is, like, the closest I've got to crying in a Godzilla movie. Oh, like good. It is, it, it is, it is very, very powerful. And the end nuclear Godzilla at the end of this movie is that. And I'm like, oh, so you saw that movie, did you? So you yeah. saw it. Oh. So there are specific bits. Obviously, there's a bit of versus Mothra in here. There's a bit of like um, the versus Mothra that you haven't seen yet, actually, the, the high side one. Um, but it also is in conversation with the original Godzilla because it has the um, Serizawa character. Um, and this really annoys me. So they introduce Serizawa, the character played by Ken Watanabe, um, who, as we remember from Godzilla 54, Serizawa is the person that makes the oxygen destroyer. Like he is the conflicted person who has, has made death and therefore must confront his own death at the end. And it's, it's really fascinating um, mm. and really like morally complicated in a way that's like nice to unpick. And maybe he's problematic. Maybe he isn't problematic. This movie has him appear at the conference and complain about the treatment. Maybe Godzilla is, is real. Is, is like a, a friend. Yeah. That's what <clears throat> Takashi Shimura did in the first film. That's not what Serizawa did. Yeah. That's a different Japanese man. <laughs> yeah, strange. <laughs> hmm. That's, that's the wrong character. And then later, another character presents him with, I made an auction destroy him. Like, no, you didn't. That's the thing that he made. Mm-hmm. He made that thing. And then later they have him do the, oh, he must die because to save Godzilla thing. I'm like, oh, that literally only exists because of the end of Godzilla. And the end of Godzilla is so soulful and meaningful and sad, elegiac and wonderful. And here they just weaponize it to, remember that film you liked? Well, that. And the worst bit in the film, because I sent a message to you saying this, is when they make him make a joke about he read a line from a fortune cookie. He's Japanese. Yeah. I get like he's in on the joke, but it's like it's cl- it's such classic Hollywood people writing racism of they're like get it he's in on the joke no he's not in the joke he is the joke like that's uh... a lot of our American jokes about Asian stereotypes are just jokes on those people unfortunately yeah. and licorice pizza for example yeah um, I mean really yeah that movie for example uh, despite me loving the rest of that movie yeah, 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 especially yeah. that movie is uh, that's harmful that bit. Yeah, so this movie is part of that, and like Ken Watanabe is there to just embody whatever stereotype wants to throw out at the time. And he luckily is a better actor that rises above that. I think he's very, very good. Um, but yeah, that stuff really annoys me. I mean, and it obviously it annoys me more than the conflating the wrong characters, but that also really annoys me as a Godzilla fan. Like, get get it. If you're gonna appeal to the fan, hello, I'm the fan, service me, mm-hmm. service me correctly. At least he's still one of the better ones in here, maybe the yeah. best actor in there. Um I mean, the rest don't give him a lot to compete with there. Uh, I mean, no real personality behind the characters. As you say, because everything's expository, 
I don't have any reason to buy in emotionally anyway. Uh, the American cynicism is that thing where you're like, yeah. I'll just give you the family. I'll give you familial stakes. That way you're manipulated into actually thinking you care about this thing. But but you it's cannot like care about it at all. I mean, there's once it's expository, how can I care? Like you say, and don't describe the rainbow. I have, I, have, I have my notes now. And actually, the moment I hate is even funnier in retrospect, because <laughs> the moment the lady is explaining is how Godzilla is the alpha. <laughs> so she's saying Godzilla is the alpha. And he's like, wait. Shut up, lady. As an alpha, it's just, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's so, so great. The alpha must talk about that. Apologies. Uh, and you've got quippy dialogue in this. You've got gonorrhea jokes about Ghidorah. Don't, don't reduce Ghidorah to gonorrhea. Uh, it's I, Ghidorah. I hate the movie. Um, it sucks. Yeah. Um, oh, it looks so dull. There's a bit where someone goes, that looks Egyptian or Roman, as if that's just like interchangeable things. Fun, yeah. fun, 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 fun. I again it, I hate the three stooges thing. Don't call the don't yeah. call these great monsters three stooges. Don't I mean th- give them their you know, give them the respect they deserve. They're they're yeah. large, they're going to destroy your city. Don't make quips right now. It's I completely I mean. agree. And that sensibility thing, like the, the, the silly things happen in the Godzilla movies. I go back to the um, versus Mothra um, where it's that guy just eating eggs the whole movie. That's fun quirk. It's That's not the not... people that are about to be destroyed though. They're not mm, like quipping yes. like, oh, these giant monsters, uh, they look like the Three Stooges, the, the Japanese equivalent of what, uh, don't do that. That's And then the next yeah. second they're like, I lost my son today. And then it's like, wait, gonorrhea. Oh, I lost yeah. another son today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the it's the like you say the american cynicism and the christopher nolan effect of uh children always have to die and you know women always have to die yeah uh, when whatever. the female lead claims she's gonna lose another child you're like stop it please like i can understand something out of those stakes the thing that i was most i remember speaking to i was at the cinema with, with emma and this was like before my big godzilla arc and i was like yeah i like godzilla movies why not i've not seen many of them and i was like oh this is absolutely trash and i was happy that i knew who rodan was um mm. But my main complaint when I watched it, and it, and it withholds, is the just head-scratchingly awful political framing of this movie. Of like, it's the it's the Tom Clancy thing, isn't it? Of the the political wet dream of being like, yeah, the environment is a problem, but you know what's more a problem? These radical environmentalists. Like, yeah. maybe they go too far. Maybe the environment. Maybe the environmentalists are the problem. Maybe we should make our terrorists environmentalists. Like, no. Yeah, why would they? Why would they be the prop? Why, why would they cause destruction anyway? I don't understand. Thankfully, the military state is here to save the day because these goddamn eco warriors are trying to unleash demons. There's a bit right where they talk about how these are. I, I hate the mythos of these movies. I didn't like it in Versus Kong either, though I do like um, Godzilla versus Kong quite a lot actually. Um, but they go through how these monsters have existed through time. It's about how Ghidorahs existed through time, and one of the things they show is William Blake's Red Dragon. Mm. William Blake's Red Dragon is a picture of the Red Dragon from the Bible. Are you telling me that the Bible is based on King Ghidorah? I hope so. In the Book I of Kings, that's I guess, correct. but yeah. that's incredible. <laughs> oh. But the movie ends with Godzilla getting a congregation of monsters. <laughs> like they kill Ghidorah, and then Godzilla's there, like leading his little church, and they all arrive uh... to be like, Hail to the King. I, I there's a bit in me that, that does kind of love that because they're preaching to his congregation. Like, I sure. can't not love that a little, at least a little bit. And then it ends with, oh, we reverse global warming. You're like, what? There are, there are flashes of, of moments that I like. They're really just mm. flashes in a two-hour movie. That, like, I, you combine them all, you get to about 
one and a half minutes of, of content that I enjoyed. Uh, so not it's a It's also fan. a reminder that Rodan's, and I know I say this as the biggest fan of Rodan, but Rodan's actually never been very good. <laughs> like Rodan just kind of exists. I love Rodan. Rodan is yeah. such a better idea than he ever is in Execution. You're like, oh, cool Firebird. It's Moltres. Hey, Moltres. Yeah, he's um, existent. What do you think of the designs in the film? I mean, they're terrible. They, like the Godzilla's face is very flat. He doesn't really have mm. like any uh, character to like his build. He's just a towering yeah. giant, and I, I don't care about the others either. I mean, I like the I like the Mothra kind of. I even like though the it's first obscured. moment with Mothra. Yeah, exactly. I like obscured. that reveal. Um, but then when it's like hardcore goth Mothra at the end, you're like, "This Mothra is hardcore." I'm like, "No." Still kind of okay with it, but uh, um, I I, yeah. I like a weird furry Mothra. I like my, my Mothra to be kind of strange looking, like not trying to look cool. Mothra yeah. is that classic thing of Mothra's cool because Mothra's not trying, Mothra's weird. Like, oh, it's kind of gross. Love Mothra. But yeah, this movie absolutely sucks, which is going to make ranking it <laughs> difficult. And the kaiju parts don't matter. So uh, let's get into our rankings where we yeah. rank the kaiju parts. Let of me these movies. get up the list and then I will send you the link. Okay. okay. We have quite a few now, so uh, we're just going to go through the top ten, I believe. And we are indeed. It's a really good top ten, and it might be yeah. that the top. I'm going to say here's a prediction: the top ten at least is going to get shaken up, and also maybe the bottom ten. <laughs> and the bottom ten is going to so get maybe. Should we just read the whole thing this time? Does it matter? Or should we read yeah, the top know, I mean, ten and then? Hey, feel free to skip forward fifteen seconds if you're bored of people reading lists. I get it, um, but hey, you know, give us a moment. Do you want to read the bottom ten or the top ten? Uh, there are 30 movies <laughs> how about i read the top 10 you read the bottom 10 there so i'll read the bottom 20 and okay. you read the top 10 uh, so, no, number one godzilla 1954 yes two we have gamera vs Guron. yeah what a great movie three mother vs godzilla oh what a great movie four son of godzilla oh what a great movie uh five the extra matter space not a good movie <laughs> um, what a great movie. six big man japan happy birthday ben Birthday um, ben. I love that film as well. Seven, Ever a Horror of the Deep. I really love that. Yeah. Birthday Ben. <laughs> uh, eight, we have the host. Happy Which birthday. Just basically Ibera. Happy birthday to uh, Vaughn, who will have a Vaughn, birthday. You this will year. have a birthday at yeah. some point. Listen to this. Cut that out. Play it in a card. Get those cards. Your wife can meet with those cards. It opens up and it's just Kevin saying, Happy birthday, Ben. Love I mean, birthday uh, this year. Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Horror of the Deep. Happy birthday. The host. Happy birthday. Gamera, the giant monster. These Gamera posters. Yeah. Uh, did they they all changed? Ugh, but not the uh, Guiron one, thankfully. That's Gamera gross. Versus, uh, Gamera versus Virus at, at number 10. Yeah, bad post now. Yeah, weird. So 11 is Polgasari, which, as we know, rules. 12 yeah. is Mothra. 13, Gidera, 3 Monster. 14, Pacific Grim. <laughs> 15, Rodan. 16, Invasion of the Astro Monster. Um, 17 Frankenstein <laughs> weird in the middle of the list that would yeah, yeah. 18 Dimogen cool. 19 Cloverfield <laughs> 20 Gamera versus Geos I hate that I have to open these films to check what they are because the posters are so bad now um, 21 Yon Gary Yon Ross um, 22 Gamera versus Barugon 23 Atragon which has a new which has a new um, poster that actually Totally rules. Um, 24, The Great Yokai War, Guardians. 25, Godzilla Raids again. 26, The Mysterians. 27, Godzilla. 28, Varen. God, I really hate Varen. Yeah. Um, and 29, 
Godzilla King of the Monsters. So what do we do with the new King of the Monsters? Does it place around the old one? <laughs> a, a curse name. Uh, hmm. Okay. Well, obviously, Raids Again and Mysterians are better than it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, it's on their level for me. It's on the level of Raids Again. Raids Again at least has some like fun squishy suits. And there's that bit when they, there's that bit in Raids Again when they break through the temple and it looks really, really cool. Yeah, it has um, monsters as flashbacks to old movies with monsters yeah. actually in them. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mysterians has that great mecha at the end that really, really rules and has some silliness that I enjoy. And I like Mysterians more than Raids Again myself as a movie. I, I don't yeah, think so it's do a I. I don't movie. know why we, we, oh, that was why, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a better movie. Um, Godzilla is art. Yeah. Uh, it's art. It's, this isn't art. This is a video game poster. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a piece of art, but uh, uh, it's not like a. But, yeah, but Godzilla is like installation art. Godzilla is absolutely fascinating, like nightmarescape anti cinema. And I've got okay. to respect that. Um, so, are we putting Godzilla, the King of the Monsters, above or under Varen? Uh, I mean, the, the kaijus are so little a part of it. You have to remind me how they are in Baron, though, because that's the part I don't remember. He jumps. Yeah, he jumps. Varen really is bad. Yeah. I mean, we could put it above Varen, I think. I there's... think above above Varen. Because it has um, enough of the, of the monsters that hypothetically yeah. we would want to watch on a big screen. Like, I, yeah. I get the entry ticket here. It's just not working. If the designs were a bit better, you'd kind of want to buy the toys and smash them together a little bit. Like, there's, there's some appeal to that. Um, and it is better than Godzilla King of the Monsters. Godzilla yeah, King is. of the Monsters is uh, better than Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, anything's better than that so far. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it's not a big battle. I Something like the appearance of Mothra, I, I really like in it. So, yeah. There are moments, they're, they're very small yeah, moments no, in a long you're... movie. You're not wrong. So is it better than the, the Godzilla, though? It could be. I haven't seen Godzilla. You say it's an art piece. Godzilla, Godzilla is an art piece, and I refuse to I refuse to put this trash above it. Okay. So, no. That's the only one I haven't seen, so we'll put, yeah. we'll put this right below uh, um, Godzilla. So, obviously, that means it's above Clifford as well, um, which, you know, um, is good. Um, and where are we putting Turning Red? Uh, are we still doing this show? Is this... <laughs> Uh, I wanted to ping you as soon as I saw that in turning red and I didn't want to spoil the movie as we have for everyone oh. else who's listening, but um, yeah, very good kaiju moments. Turning red is a wonderful movie and the people very, don't like it are bad people. I agree. Yeah. Or they have legitimate complaints that I've not heard. I'm sure that there are some. Um, or they I'm have sure. illegitimate complaints that we yeah. haven't. Yeah. 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 Um, so um, destroy all destroy monsters. monsters. We had a, Oh, that's tough. Um, <laughs> I I like the stuff we had last week. We had Son of Godzilla. We put it fourth place, but uh, but this has more monsters. Uh, I I know where I want to put it, and you're not going to agree with me. Where? I want to put it. I mean, I want to put it in number two, but I will secede to number three, which we have right now. Mothra. Versus Godzilla, which is a it's a hard push for me. That's such a better movie overall, I think. But yeah, like you say, we're ranking the kaiju's, and this has yeah. all the kaiju's that it's we all the kaiju's like. and the kaiju stuff is just incredible. Three. Uh, what's the 
why over Mothra Godzilla? What I this has got your Mothra versus Godzilla bits in it. This is this has got yeah. that. Um, that's got some cool quotes. I think ultimately, I think what we need to realize, I think myself more than you, is that also part of the kaiju film is the ephemera around the kaiju. It's not just the the monsters are not the only appeal of the kaiju film because it can't be all monsters all the time, as yeah. the film proves. Um, so egg stuff in Mothra is great. I think the the political core of Mothra is is, is better. Um, I could. I could take Mothra above Destroy Monsters. I could. Yeah, I, I would look at like the politics of it seem a little better or more yeah. contemporary if looked at through a modern lens than a, a little bit harder to pick up in this one. But as you say, there's some nuclear stuff going in. Uh, then there's also the enslavement angle, which is rough. So like, yeah. the nuclear stuff is interesting, but the enslavement stuff is terrible. Um, Why don't we so put it in fourth? I'd feel, okay, comfor- fourth? I'd feel more comfortable in fourth. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I don't, I won't feel good about it if I see Mothra versus Godzilla here. Yeah, the rest no, I, of time. I, I, yeah, I think the best Mothra movie, considering how much we love the Mothra, um, I think it being there is is the right thing. And that battle's so good. I mean, the Mothra versus Godzilla is so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. You want to plug those list. in? So, um, that's the list. So yeah, we got it into fourth place. So that's Godzilla, Gamera vs. Garon. Uh, Mothra vs. Godzilla and then Destroy All Monsters. That seems like a good four. That is a really good four. Those posters look nice together as well. That's a they nice do. Looking list. Go to my letterbox, Stephen Edge letterbox, and find that that cool. It's looking nice. Got the good posters at the top. Oh, yeah. Um, anything we want to plug here? Uh, besides Jack Davenport. I mean, Jack Davenport. Oh, yeah, always. Um, I mean, I watched a movie that Jack Davenport got me. It was really good. Oh, yeah? Watch, watch George of the Death. That's one I want to plug. Okay. I'll plug uh, you to the death. It's great. I should plug the Twin Geeks because you'll be coming on uh, a few days after this goes up. So. Yeah. Hi, you can listen to me again you, in one of my many modes. Actually, who knows how I'll be but as I oscillate between chaos and occasionally sounding like I know what I'm talking about. I think I'll be more in the... It's, actually, it's more sophisticated over on the Twin Geeks. So I think I'll be more just like, yes, French cinema, black and white. This reminds me of that uh, Jacques Demi pastiche of... Jean Cocteau movies, Donkey Skin. Have you seen it? Oh, no, you have you, indeed. You know that you go the other way. Like when when we're talking about like uh, the modern movies, movies, you're like, oh yeah, this reminds me of a South Korean film director in his <laughs> his small talkative film. But once we get into Jean Cocteau, you'll be like, yeah, this reminds me of Destroy All Monsters. Like you'll, you'll find <laughs> some, yeah, you'll find your. Analogous bits from these monster movies. It, it won't be yeah. the French cinema. I'm, next, I'm, 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 sure, I'm the Thomas Pynchon of of the Twin Geeks. <laughs> Everyone's always said it. Um, low brow, how brow? Yeah. It's always brow. It's all brow, all brow, all the all time. Brow. Unibrow, monobrow. Hi, I'm brow. Stephen Brow Gillespie. We'll only be doing two weeks of that, but that should be comprehensive. So yeah, should be. Good. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love cocktails movies. Um, they are wonderful. There's a couple I haven't seen. I'm excited to fill that small gap um, to plug it up, so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we'll plug Cocteau. I've seen one of them. So uh, really, which one have you seen? Is it Lebet Lebet? It is. So oh, it's such a good movie. It's an incredible movie. So uh, mm. the rest uh, have the, the whole Orphic Orpheus. trilogy is yeah. so cool. Just as as actually, you're oh, goddamn it, you are right because I'm going to talk about Godzilla as a piece of just like <laughs> as, as, as a piece of like just special effects cinema. It's just it's <laughs> utterly incredible. Like everyone's just like oh, you know Jean Cocteau is like man, these are great special effects. This guy, this guy. I mean, his Beauty and the Beast too is uh, all special, you know, yeah. uh, costume. Like, yeah, we'll get into all of it yeah. next week. But very excited to talk around those. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have a uh, eight oh eight and 
pod breaks, lots of shows coming out. Big uh, pun. Yeah, big pun. One of my favorite. Yeah, I got it right. I got it right. Yeah. Puerto Rican rapper, like the king of Latin hip hop and Latinx hip hop. And I just, I love big pun. So I've always been a proponent. Just big waiting pun, big my whole life. Yeah. Big pun, big fun on that show. Uh, yeah. And until then, like, don't let the Morton cast get you as well. Just like, don't, don't let that. Don't let it get you. Don't let it get you because it, it will. It will get well, you. We have a daydream you. cast coming back every two weeks now. So yeah. on a regular schedule. I love yeah. to see it. Oh, it's been great. I just, I, I'd say this everywhere. I think Murph may be the greatest podcaster of all time. He's certainly like our <laughs> I most love him so much. podcasty podcaster that we have. Like he's such a good fit. I mean, you sound he's like you, so you should be on radio yourself, but, uh, but Murph is such a natural podcast. He's, he's just astonishing. I mean, everyone's good. Um, maybe it's because yeah. Murph's still got that new new boy glow for me, but I'm just uh, I'm a little bit, a little bit, a little bit crushing on Murph. Yeah, he's he's quick and he's really so quick. Yeah, I mean, he's witty and quick and really good on a show. So uh, yeah. good showman. Yes, 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 yes. Pavlos, we, we loved you. Yes. But. <laughs> but also Murph's really a good showman. So. Pavlos is listening to this. It's fine. No, right? It's yeah. whatever I want. He's never seen a monster movie, so I don't think he'll listen to any of these. Um, two lane blacktop, more like two out of five lane blacktop. Oh, <laughs> I say more like five out of five lane blacktop. How'd you like that, Pavlos? Yeah. We love Pavlos. He'll never hear this. So, um, exactly. There's, uh, are there other shows? I'm thinking of what's, uh, I'm thinking of the Oscars. I'm thinking of, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That will, this, when is this coming out? Is this coming out? This is coming out Wednesday. So maybe that comes out like a day or two after this. Yeah. I don't, so, I don't know yeah. when the Oscars are. <laughs> I, 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 27th, I think. I sent a okay. message saying, you know what we should do? We should record Giant Bomb Star. I didn't say it to him because he's not a Giant Bomber. Um, the sealed envelope podcast where they used to like predict the e3 shows and then be wrong instantly i love that <laughs> idea i said let's just record an episode of us predicting all the oscars and put it out on oscar day so everyone go oh my god they're so wrong and i also said don't prepare anything they are in the moment predictions not based on any strategy it's just gut feeling and i didn't nominate spoilers i didn't nominate belfast for anything and i realized <laughs> that at the end i was like oh my god i've already messed up i think Ivers did so yeah they are terrible predictions um, yeah it's a fun show it's a fun show though Belfast will win something for for better yeah, or worse. I know, uh, apparently not. As long as Power of the Dog still wins, he'll be okay. I hope so. I hope, um, so. I hope Campion has it. Yeah, I'm sure you guys go over some of that. And uh, oh, and then we recorded we to... recorded before that. So okay. <laughs> so it'll also be politically incorrect. You'll be like yeah. Campion, uh, one of our heroes, also socially yeah. oh, correct. Campion so woke. Yeah, everything she says is so socially correct, and this is a very yeah. uh, progressive Western she's made. So. Yeah. Very excited for all that. Uh, yeah. are, are there other shows? Are, there's other articles. Uh, Vaughn and I have been at South by Southwest. We have a load yes, of content. Yes, I hear the films are bad. Yeah, the films aren't great. I didn't find any that I loved yet. Um, I have Cha Cha Real Smooth <laughs> to watch still. So maybe there's one chance that I'll have a film I love. But uh, okay, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Vaughn found anything. He saw Fire of Love, which uh, yeah, no, I talked about. Yeah, he said that on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, about the people who fall in love and then fall into a volcano. Uh, my favorite way to describe a movie this year. Uh, my favorite film of the year, also. Mm. Uh, this far in, so. huh. this far in three months. Yeah, what a yeah. what an achievement for that incredible yeah. documentary, though. And the Stacks Award ceremony coming soon. Just post Oscars. Oh, very exciting. Uh, zeros and ones is going to make it mentioned a lot. <laughs> um, zeros and ones is going to get mentioned way more than it did at the Oscars. I will see it before you guys do the Stacks. Yeah. So. Uh, my award season prep, I had to watch West Side Story. Uh, oh, I loved it. I really yeah. was so surprised. I did look, I went into it being like, um, what does I, I mean, I skipped to the cinema. 
I waited for it to go to um, streaming and I was like, I'm watching this out of obligation, but I don't really can. I'm like, oh, this is glorious. <laughs> it's still at our cinema, but but I might just watch from home. So it, is, we'll it, is, it is a wonderful film. Wonderful. Excellent. Well, thanks so much, Stephen. And Thank you we'll very be much. Back. Ranking we'll be all back the monsters. Very soon. We'll be back very soon. But until then, we shouldn't long for other planets, but make Earth a place free of wars and traffic accidents. Yeah. 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 Yeah.